Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Lots of people over the years have asked us to talk about money um, and it does seem to be the one thing that everyone finds scary no matter where they are in their creative journey. So we are absolutely thrilled to be joined by the lovely and very brilliant Rosie Slozek who is a money coach or financial coach if you're feeling really brave um, and she will tell you a little bit more about what she does and hopefully answer all of our sticky money questions. Welcome Rosie, thank Welcome. you so much for joining us. <laughs> it's Hello, awesome to have everybody. you here Rosie. Hi. Sorry? Um, that's what I was just saying. It's awesome to have you here. I think there might be a bit of a uh, delay going much. on. Yes. <laughs> In your own words, let us know uh, what it is you do. Tell tell our audience what it is you who you are and what it is you do. Well, everyone gets scared about money. I get scared about answering this question. So I think we're all <laughs> in the same place this today. Um, I mostly work with women who think differently or feel differently, depending on how you are about it. Um, I'm never very good at actually describing it in words. It's mostly to do with feelings, which is that place when you're really scared about something to do with the money or the business or the flow and how it is. And you know that you know what it is you need to be doing, but you don't know what that looks like or feels like or where you need to go with it. And and it's that gap with where you are and then going to either sorting out yourself and being able to sort it out yourself and feeling better about it or going to some relevant professional like an independent financial advisor or a pensions person or all the rest of the people. Because while they can be brilliant, they usually require you to know what you already want. And it's a bit like when you're going to any professional, you already need to know what it is you want to know. And it's that gap in the middle where it's just a technical term, but all the blare can come out. <laughs> to sort of get, get 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 sorted um yeah and so that's what i do but mostly i focus on women who kind of like don't usually fit into the usual boxes because a lot of the advice out there and the information is all based on fairly conventional lives mm. and yeah. most of pretty much anyone who's self-employed doesn't have a conventional life the money runs yeah. differently we don't fit into the system before we even go into anything else and we won't be touching on the patronisation of women by various persons in the financial um, system. That's well known by them, the women in the financial industry. I don't count myself as that. Mm. But there's a problem. There's a well-known problem. And I felt a lot better when I realised that's why I wasn't going to anybody. Because I don't want someone to do the non-verbal version of patting me on the head and saying, oh, it's okay. Um... Sorry, there's a slight little rant there, hashed at the, you know. No, it's good. I, like actually, that. I am loving this. You, you've basically <laughs> just encompassed the last 30 years of my life. And it's just like, oh, I, all of this stuff where, you know, being terrified to walk mm. into a bank and ask for questions about things that I didn't understand or simple things like when I first start, when I first uh, started my business, like what did I need to know about money and taxes and um you know what kind of account did I need to set up and because I had no clue I've always been the kind of person who I am a words person the hand up that's what I always um profess to being numbers terrify me they always have and to that numbers kind of equates to money as well as far as I'm concerned so anything 
in that realm was just a complete unknown to me. I didn't know what I was asking for. So you've just described there perfectly, like all of the fears I think that, I, that I've been through over the last, well, since I was a teenager and left left home and uh, and set up, uh, set up on my own with 300 pounds in my pocket, you know, so I love that. Thank you. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I would, I would concur. Actually, oh, sorry, go. On. I think a lot of it is just about how stuff is presented because numbers and money. I mean, they overlap, obviously, but mm. money's a flow, like words, mm. and word count being very important. That's about numbers as well, and I think the blank page is a lot more terrifying. Really? I mean, that <laughs> look at a blank page uh, or blank canvas or blank whatever it is. Um, I had a client who was a, um, so I can't remember what you call a very expert silversmith, um, but apologies, whatever they're called. And taking a lump of bullion and turning it into these incredible, beautiful objects using the, the craft, I mean, literally fire and hammers and things I was sort of sitting there with my mouth slightly open trying not to go because obviously to her she just does it obviously she's very mm. skilled but it's 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 a flow you need a lot of knowledge and all the various things but it is a flow and obviously she's very very good at doing that but that's the thing money is is an invented thing it's it is an invented thing but if you think about what it actually gets us which is what we need there's lots of different ways of moving that around. Because I was, um, when I met Carla, basically, I was a tax return coach for 10 years, helping, you know, people with small businesses, um, properly small, like one person, doing doing their own tax returns until that all got rather complicated. Um, so I stopped doing it. And that was the main thing. I um, Everyone was just so terrified, mostly because it's put forward to be incredibly difficult. Mm. Whereas mostly, it's just the stuff you need to know, the stuff you don't need to know, uh, and quite frankly, most of the stuff out there didn't fit me, it didn't fit most of my clients, it didn't fit most of us. And some of it can be downright dangerous, because we don't fit in those boxes. And the assumptions aren't made. Okay, I'm on a rant again. But this is what really it's bugs like me, it. it's because it's not, it's no one's fault, that they don't realise the assumptions that they are making like cash flow is everything so how things are done and how things move around may be different if someone's a writer or they're an artist and some of the best financial people i've come across have actually been artists they've been very good with numbers they just didn't realize they were because they had been told they weren't because they've come across it in like pure maths i'm very good with numbers i'm not very good with pure maths I, I because look they're at, two different things aren't they like they are maths, completely maths different for the things. sake of maths is very different from understanding yeah. your numbers and your business and, and understanding mm. you know what what money is doing for you and what you need but i think it's something that isn't taught it's not I, I haven't come across anybody in in all of my time and i know a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of creatives now um and none of them have really had even when you go on sort of courses and things and particularly ones that are kind of run centrally um so i did a lot of stuff with business link back in the day that's probably oh, that's something time ago um <laughs> that is showing my age but and they, they they had they had sections on money for your business but it was kind of things like well you need to write a financial plan mm. 
How? Yeah, I, what do when I need to put in my financial like, plan? How? how do I just do I just guess stuff? Like, yes. how do I do that? And I feel like the thing that you have always done is the how, which is why we are so excited to have you here, because the how is the stuff that, you know, it's all very well saying, I, I know I need all of these things, but, uh, you know, how how do I get there? What do I, like, I need literally like a step by step of, of what to do. And I think that, um you know, one of the, well, the, the, the overarching theme of every message that we have had, both from the podcast, but also in our own conversations with, with the, the various networks that we have, um, across both continents, all the continents really, um, is fear. Like money is just so scary, except it isn't and it shouldn't be. Um, but I think it is, and it's weird because I was I was looking through some some of the sort of notes that I've got around it um, before we hopped on this evening, and one of the w- one of the things that people often say is that like I'm I'm scared of talking about money. So it's not even necessarily mm. that they're not tackling their own. It's that they're scared of talking about money. They're scared of of stating their worth, or they're scared of talking pricing, or they're scared of saying out loud how much something is, or talking to an accountant. I don't want to go and f- get financial advice because I don't want to say how much I'm earning or how little I'm earning. Um, do Do you have any thoughts around kind of either why it's so hard to talk or why it's so scary or or how we can mitigate that fear a little bit or I don't know there you go take that and run with it (laughs) riff on it and rant on it however you fancy I think most of it is actually perfectly rationally well grounded in fact um I read quite a lot of the professional press um and the financial times every weekend which is less scary than it sounds. The one the Financial Times during the week is a very different beast to the one at the weekend, which is, while it's £4.80, it is seriously worth the money because usually there's just a handful of copies every single year where the one question somewhere or the one bit in an article saves huge amounts of money to somebody I know. Yeah. And okay. I'm on a, so I'm on a personal rant there. I've completely lost track. What was the question? Talk, talking fear about of, yeah money. oh yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah it's the the talking about money though like i think specifically would be really good to focus yeah, in talk, on like yeah, talking about talking money about your yes. price your, your pricing your value all of those kinds of things and even in there now there has been so many articles for the past, at least the past three or four years where big huge features where there's there's the the actual people running the financial industries and the really big companies, and it's a worldwide newspaper, and they're saying, we have a problem here. This, it's deliberately opaque. It is deliberately made complicated. People are, they are losing income, or uh, whatever their fancy word for income is, I can't remember, because younger people, i.e. not their core, shall we say older, certain kind of white man in a certain kind of suit demographic, and while I know some of those are lovely, that's the demographic that they traditionally had because they're the ones who ran the money in the household. Mm. And they're saying, we are losing income here because the women are coming through. We're not just talking older one as well. We're talking the widows who are inheriting the money from the old their older husbands who have absolutely no idea. The mm-hmm. younger women who have some serious cash, and I'm talking eight, nine figures. So this is why they're paying attention. And they're saying, excuse me, but we are not going to the professionals because you are being complicated. You are not giving us what we need. Now, I know we're sort of a little tiny bit at the bottom here, but I always like to look at what is happening at the top end where there is extremely large profits to be made. You know, like the wealth managers who handle people with a serious Mm -hmm. amount of money um, where you might want someone to manage things for you because you've got a life. And... 
they're going, there is a serious problem here. And I sat back and looked at that and went, thank you. Because yes, we do. I've been hearing people screaming this for 10 years. You know, I'm reminded to go back to the EU VAT thing, which in 2014, which feels like several centuries ago, where we're sitting there in this meeting and HMRC, and there was at least one fairly top body in there, has come with this little presentation to effectively tell us, all a group of women who mostly didn't actually know each other, who were saying, you've got a serious problem here. And they have this presentation, the government minister comes in, and of course everyone stops. And we immediately dive in with all the questions and it is made very very clear immediately that hmrc have brought a completely irrelevant presentation because actually they have no idea what they're talking about they were trying they were trying very hard they were doing the best they could to take us seriously the government minister took us seriously and the man at the treasury started to write notes um when i started saying about the amount of money that was going to cost the government because of all the women who appear to not contribute to the gdp but they actually do, because even though they're only making two, three, four, five thousand pounds profit a year, they are saving a huge amount of money to the country by all the childcare that they're doing for free. All the people they're looking after would otherwise be in mm. hospital. And I don't need to go any further in this because anyone listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that was when the man from the Treasury started writing notes. And there would have been an awful lot of zeros. And that was when it really started to tick to me about actually no one really pays attention to probably most of us listening because the amount we contribute to GDP as it's measured or whatever the equivalent is in your country. But actually there's a huge amount, a huge, huge, huge amount. Mm. And it's, it's women who used to run the household accounts. They handled yeah. the money, it wasn't the man. Yeah, and that's true. Do you think... Yeah, yeah. The men brought it in, didn't they? But it was actually, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's stuff like that think... that really starts trickling down. And that's the kind of like the narrative change. And it's really, really, really starting to happen now. Networks are starting and all that kind of stuff. Which may or may so not answer a... your question. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I was going to say, so there's, it sounds like there is a shift happening, which is brilliant. Um, but do you think that there is an element of... So the, the, the fear that can come with talking about money or the, the fear that can come with kind of even thinking about money, do you think there is an element of that kind of there, there, it'll be fine conditioning? Yes. Is that the right word? Socialising? Right. Um, in that, like, do you, do you think that that is something that will change now that that started to change from at the top? Uh, um, well, I think in the, the, the current speed, none of us have enough lifetime for that one. Um, okay, fair. What can we do to speed it up? That's a great answer. That is a fabulous answer. I love I think, that. I think it. I think it will. But basically, we have to go out and do the stuff mm. ourselves, and that yeah. is the bit about talking about the fear and just actually looking after ourselves, because the speed that they're going to, they are moving a lot bigger speed. In fact, I was just, I can't remember one. It was nothing to do with the gentleman whose name starts with AF, but there's a bank, um, um, pronounced Coots, but it's C-O-U-T-T-S. Uh, it's not as fancy as it appears to be anymore. It was owned by NatWest, which unfortunately everyone now knows. Uh, if you go and look at their homepage, it's very different to what it used to be. Um, that, so I think... Um, so everyone's now hopefully going and looking at their homepage and hopefully they mm. haven't changed it since I last looked. But 
it has a young Asian woman on it. And there is a white man of a certain kind, but he's at the back. And I looked at that Ooh. and thought, stuff is happening. Because they only that, yeah. they only go after people with a low high net worth, which starts at about five million. Wow. So, yeah. which isn't that much money in the great scheme of things. And if anyone's thinking, oh my God, yes, it is. I'm not saying it's not, but for example, if one wants to live and have a moderate income for the rest of one's life, you're going to need about two or three million to be able to produce enough income to actually do that. If mm. anyone wants to run the numbers, please do. Because that oh, is yeah, actually no, I, a I really, really you. good exercise for everyone to actually do that because yeah, particularly thinking about like chronic illness which is a lot of my clients have chronic illnesses they know that the state isn't necessarily there there's always this assumption i find from people who've never had a problem getting work of some kind that stuff yeah. will be there or help will be there if someone has to care full time for someone which we discovered no it's not it's it's not yeah. there it's it's not there those assumptions can't be made to actually go and look at how much money is and go and this is definitely a tangent we'll get back to that later coming back from the tangent okay. <laughs> um i can't remember what the main thing no, it's was all right you've just beautifully beautifully segued into ramble, the question ramble. i'm sorry sarah i'm proper no, like ram, rambling but right. uh, a question i really wanted to ask and i know that you and i want to make it very clear to our listeners that like rosie is not a financial planner i used to work for um financial advice firm and i know how important that thing is but the thing that you do is bridge the gap between fuck, I have no idea what I'm doing and I should go and see a financial... And actually being able to see the financial planner, right? Like, that's one of the things that you help people with. But when is when is the best time to start that process, to start thinking about that process? Because it feels mad to me. I've had a couple of people say, oh, it'd be really good, you should go and see a financial planner. And I'm just like, I don't really have any money. Like, all the money I have is, is going back into either the house or the business. Like, I don't... There is no spare money at the moment. Plus then the pandemic mushed the, the kind of plans that I did have. And I'm sure that I am not alone. In fact, I know that I'm not alone in that. Um, so I'm okay day to day, but it's not like I have any spare money to invest in anything. And I, I want to get back to that and I'm planning that. But when, how, and I think this is especially important for women because I think there is still, as you've been saying, there is a shift, but I think there is still a tendency um, for men to do the majority of that um, that mental load work, that stuff. Men tend to take on the money stuff in, in a household. So what what would you advise kind of your and I, I dread to say average creative self-employed person because there is no such thing as there but you know what I mean like what if, if someone was was you know a solopreneur working on their own um you know a woman who at some point would would like to have you know a, a pension or I mean fuck pensions that's not a whole big topic but <laughs> where, where would you where would you even start with that like where do we start because it, it just feels it's a huge thing, completely isn't it? It's quite overwhelming. It's and, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, well, you can tell from my like complete lack of coherence. Like, I don't even know how to phrase the question, which is like, what? How? Help? Yeah. <laughs> just, just what? What? That where? Actually, yeah. What's that's a good step question, one? actually. I think I, I find that the questions don't work in words; they work in a vibe. And then, if this was <laughs> copywriting, yeah. like someone's marketing page, we'd be hiring you, Sarah, to work out what the. Yeah, oh, we're allowed to swear, aren't we? What you the can. bloody fuck? Shit, bollocks, words I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like the vibe is like, uh, right, there's this thing and I want to get to there, but I don't know how to get to there, but I know I want to feel like that and I do not want to feel like that. Mm. 
Um, I'm liking the feelings because yeah, I can work yes. with feelings. I don't necessarily know what my when people say, "How much do you want to work?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know. I would just like to be comfortable." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know, I know what. Yeah, that I like the feelings based. That makes it less scary. But that's what it is. I mean, it's just the thing because, and that is genuinely has nothing to do with money. Once one has got past the literally able to feed oneself. You know, the roof isn't leaking and one doesn't have slugs crawling up the walls. There are a few <laughs> levels above that. And I can't stand in people say money isn't everything. I was like, mm, clearly you haven't been in other places because it's bloody important. There's, there's all of that. But beyond that, people can have a very large amount of money and still have all the stuff going on in their heads. I was reading this blog post and... It, and there's this massive discussion. There are people who are working up to fifty million pounds um, capital before they feel they can retire. Wow! And I was, wow. we were all going. That's an interesting number. Uh, wanted to know where their thinking was on that. The thinking was explained, and actually, it was exactly the same thinking, but shall we say on a different level with a different number of zeros than it is with pretty much most of us, which were wanting to be comfortable. Mm. And comfortable doesn't just mean being able to get an extra packet of Gary Baldies when we want it. Um, <laughs> for the, for the Canadians, one. that's a that's a type of biscuit or cookie, just because they probably won't know what a Gary. Yes. It, it, oh yeah, fair. Just, yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but so, I'll explain yes. that one. Carry on. It's a packet <laughs> I of love cookies. It, though. <laughs> uh, they're quite hard to find, um, yes. so it's not just your average cookie. <laughs> So there's that sort of thing. But no, it was basically because they wanted enough money to carry on, which for them was comfortable, send their children to the schools that they were settled in, Mm. and their children had good emotional health, good friends and support in those schools. If massive problems came along, they wanted to have an exit plan, which with their level of wealth means a completely different country. Because some countries have in the past, fairly recent past, completely taken some of their citizens' pensions. Wow. Uh, Obviously, we're not at that level. But what I really took away from that was this emotional stuff does not go away. It's just not about the numbers. Having having more money doesn't make the yeah make the emotions easier to deal with. Doesn't suddenly make you like oh everything's fine. Okay, that's that's weirdly comforting. Mm. I think. I think. That's what I I took from it. Yes. Yeah. And. Yeah, it was always with the feelings because this is why I was sort of going on actually how much money is the money so because you know how much is comfortable what does comfortable look like I can never work around ideal days my brain just fried um, you know what is comfortable so for me comfortable feels like there's um, there are massive increase in essential bills and the money's there to pay for them, and there is enough mm. money coming in to be able to refill those savings that we use to pay it, for example. Yeah. Mm. That might be one definition of comfortable. Someone else could be not remotely stressed by that. It might be getting your tax return done by the end of August, if you're in the UK, because you know... I just hide that... under my desk because I do mine on, like, the 28th of January for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because... For that person, they'll know that they'll start to have anxious litters of kittens if they do it later. Other people will do it on the 31st of January, i.e. the last day of the deadline, oh, and they're yeah. completely chill with that. 
I do it on the very, almost like the first day I can get it in because usually I, the money I put in the pot, I want my share of that back. So that's why I want to do it nice and quickly. <laughs> and actually, since we're in different countries here, the UK actually has one of the easiest tax systems. And the tax mm. burden, despite what certain press say, is actually one of the lowest ones. No one Straight. has to pay mm. national insurance straight out of the bat if you're talk if you're starting a business they do in spain um because of the city of london or the financial industry that's why there's a very very high um threshold for um having to register for that which is value-added tax and pretty much every country's got a different version of it, version of it in other yeah. countries that has to be done straight away oh, so there's that's lots really and interesting because i think stuff. there's yeah yeah but yeah, but it's just what you said, Chloe, is, is start with the feelings. I mean, like, where yeah. is the terror coming from? I mean, just put it down. Where is it coming from? That's a really good question. Is it coming yeah. from a rational place? Because a lot of the time it's coming from a rational place. Quite yeah. frankly. And actually, just, I mean, without, without oversharing, because this is a podcast, not a therapy session, but <laughs> um, the, my immediate reaction to that, the thing that came into my head, is actually not even my thought. It's, it's a thought I have absorbed it's a it's a fear i have absorbed from my parents i think probably from my yeah. dad specifically bless him like yeah so not not in it's not a bad i'm not blaming him for that like i think he had his reasons for for having that specific fear but hmm it's an interesting one i also feel it's, like it's not, that it's not, can yeah. be that can actually be generational as well i know both my parents had they worked supremely hard for the little that they earned and made sure it was spent on me and my sister ultimately um and i know their parents had you know were sort of quite um uh, I would probably say they were in the in the realms of sort of dealing with poverty. Really, is is and that's been sort of fed down through them. One of the things I wrote down actually is like I feel some of it is this. It's there's a fear about lack of money, but I now you've talk, sort of talked about the the feelings. I realise actually the fear of my fear of like lack of money is probably no different to someone's fear of having all the money and they've got all these responsibilities that they now need to manage. So. I find that really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Like, and I think, yeah, exactly that. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It's just funny because I don't think. Oh well, I mean, I know that's that's a complete lie. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever heard it. I've obviously heard you talk about this in this way before, Rosie, but I've not really applied it to my life. I don't think outside of the tax return kit, which made it all less terrifying in a million years ago when I started my business. Um, the, the money and feelings I, I feel like having having feelings allowing your feelings to inform how you approach money feels quite revolutionary to me um because actually normally what happens is that we we go money and people go and then you just shove it in a box and don't think about it and, and then you deal with it tax return time and you have a meltdown and it, it's all negative and actually this feels much more positive like figure out your feelings figure out what you need figure out what comfortable looks like for you um it's a more personal more i don't know more specific approach i think but but less numbers more what does this look like for you? Well, it's and very really effective like because money is feelings. I mean, money's not a real thing. It's completely invented. Yeah, and now it's not even... Mind. I can't deal with that. There's, like... a fan... I mean, there's a fancy... I can't remember how you pronounce it. It's spelled F-I-A-T. I mean, it's not even tied to anything more. It's, that's called the gold standard. It's completely invented. When they want more, they just make it up. It's not actually a real thing. Now, the, the, the squeaking is how I feed my children. Well, yes, but you can feed your children by going in a dumpster. Mm. That mm. is not even English. Um, 
I know. That's fine. The we North American listeners will be very happy. The bins. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. So, we do have pretty much worldwide listeners. So there are various, because I read a lot of very old books written by people's experiences going back centuries. And it was really interesting. Some of them have, there's one of them, it's, it's a, a book about farming, actually. And it's got the beginnings of the state pension in it. And there is another one at the beginning, and when all the enclosures happened in the sort of like 1830s, when people had the means of them providing for themselves, enclosed and taken away from them. And I think a lot of the trauma from that is still going away because people were forced into the money system. A lot of people were happy about that at the time, a lot of the people that weren't because it get, gave people more choice. But everyone was forced into the money system, and I can't remember the author now, but it's um, the chap who did Roller Ride. He is going bananas about it. And I was like, oh, my God, because that's the thing. Everything now pretty much is based on money. Mm. Even Martin Lewis, um, the, the Saint Martin Lewis, the money savings expert who is brilliant. Eve, you know, even on there, it, there's not that much about, well, you have to buy toothpaste. You have to buy all these things because that's how things are now. But there's lots of stuff where people literally on farm, they didn't have the money they would use whatever they had to do the various things. Not necessarily ineffective either. So this isn't about I'm suggesting anyone goes around and cleans their teeth with their teeth with soot. That just happened to be what they had a lot of. It's just that thing about everything is not revolving around money and actually unhooking that. And money is just an invented thing and it's a flow. And this is about taking the fear out. So you mm. take that feeling of, oh my God, and then you've got the fear in a shoebox, or if you want to, put in a playpen. I'm a big fan of a playpen because it doesn't really have sides and it doesn't have a top and it can stay in the corner and it's perfectly safe. It's in a playpen and it can't get out, but it's still there. We don't forget, you know, the, 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 the fear playing in the playpen and having an absolutely brilliant time. If you're very big into books. I love this analogy paint, more than I can you tell just, you. You know, shove all the entertainment in there and it's sort of like fully acknowledging that it's there because quite frankly, it's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you've got lots and lots of money, you end up putting forward cage fights and rather interesting things. <laughs> um, if you know you don't sort yourself out um, if you do sort yourself out you end up being Oprah Winfrey and Dolly Parton in fact that's yes. a good thought but if, if you uh, really we're talking about um, journaling earlier but one of my favourite things which journaling is often done in coffee shops and such related places take yourself to a wonderful place that you really like and buy yourself something really really nice and you miraculously happen to have three million pounds equivalent tax-free appear and you have to live the rest of your life on it how are you going to do that oh and about that. who how is that going to work how is I mean, that? you realise the very first thing on my list is I am going to email Rosie and say, hi, help, what the fuck? You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> no, I also have my list. No, I also have my list. And the other thing is, obviously, it's not necessarily just lotteries, but go and look at the terms and conditions of the lottery and have the paperwork in order. This is regardless of whether or not one plays the lottery. Have the paperwork in order to make sure that when that call comes, you have the paperwork. There's only birth certificates and proof of identity and all that kind of stuff. And um, this is more about changing in the head thing. But believe me, it's, yeah. it is incredibly difficult. I don't mean it's not possible, 
But after about six years of reading up about all of this stuff, finally, somebody who is not a financial professional actually said the most difficult problem in finance is learning is learning how to live on money, like basically an investment income when one isn't earning any money anymore. Mm. Yeah. It's really that's hard. that's where we're all going to be eventually, isn't it? And that's not yeah. something that we, we yeah. know very much about or, or learn about. It's, it's not it's not talked about even in relevant circles it's not talked about there's a reason to find benefit pensions were, were invented they're the ones where you do you do work on one job for ages and then you get a specific amount of money and hardly anyone ever does them anymore there's a few people left who've got them but pretty much most people don't um the defined contribution ones are the other ones but again all these things are deliberately meant to be incredibly difficult because they certainly don't want people engaged in them. Yeah, that's the, that's the bit I sort of keep coming back to. Why why do you feel that is? I mean, that's... Well, a, there's I know nothing that's like having an engaged question. person, mind an engaged woman coming after, then they might start asking difficult questions. So it's a power play kind of thing, really. It's a... It's a very wrapped up industry. But I mean, all the right things are actually being said now. So some of the regulations are changing and things are starting to open up. And it is getting noticed because they are losing money. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. It's in lots and lots and lots of articles. Women are saying, excuse me, but I don't want to talk to this person. They're not asking the right things. I don't want to do it like that. Women are often better, better money managers than men because they don't tend to do a chicken licking and go... Um, and you know, suddenly sell everything. Suddenly, when everything tips down, like in March 2020, everything just went massively, hugely down. And this is when I really started to understand a lot of the advice out there is actually tailored towards stuff that a lot of women I know they, we just don't do it. We just look at things differently. The risk management is differently. They often are bigger risk takers. It's completely different. So it's not necessarily one is bad, one is worse and one is better or anything like that, but it's different. But it's not said it's different. And right. it's not because they're women, it's just because it's an awful lot of the people who are doing things different happen to be women. That's all. You know, yeah. same thing with a lot of things. There's a lot of men doing it, but again, they, the men who are doing it sensibly just tend to get on with life and don't tend to be the ones making a large amount of noise. So back to what you were saying, Carlos, just to start off with the start off with the feelings and just know yourself and have some rituals about it. There's nothing wrong with doing one's tax return in the last month if you're completely chilled with that. Me, I am running away freaking. Um, but I found that by the end of August it, Yeah, that's it. If that is actually stressing you out doing it that late, then yeah, find yeah. find a way to remove that stress, I suppose, isn't it? And yeah. I feel like as well if you if you can remove the stress, you're it's it's almost like you're taking control of it more, and if you're able to control it more, I don't know where I'm going with that thought, but it's. I feel I just I'm not sure if I picked up on the right bit of the thought, but it's like actually, if money is something that we have been taught or we have absorbed is is a scary big thing that we don't have any control over, then actually starting to starting with us rather than starting with money and responding to it so starting with how we feel and then res responding to that and making money kind of fit into that mm. feels more 
Does that make any sense? That to makes a lot of sense. Out of my head, not not as coherent as I hoped. I know that you felt. I felt like that. That actually kind of squared away what I was Does, trying would you, to would say. You, yeah. Would you agree, Rosie? That like there's there's that thing we we because I so much I, I've realised over over the years, particularly actually because I, I don't think there's. Well, I'm sure there is better financial education, but there's there's certainly no better way to make you have to face up to money stuff, even if you're not very good with it, than running a bloody business by yourself. Because so the the joint businesses I run, I have very little to do with the finances. I know they exist. I look at them, I check them, I sign them off, but I don't actually have to do them. Obviously, the the photography is my own. It's mine. There's only me. There's no one else that does it. So I have to look at my bloody and obviously my own tax return. I have to put all the bits in from all the different things that I do. And. I am a lot better at, at looking at that and, and facing that and knowing what I need for the next year and figuring out, you know, so when my grand moved in, I knew I needed to save some money so I could take some time off, that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have been able to do that in, in, in my previous job. I just wouldn't. I just wasn't good enough with money. So I'm really loving this, taking the taking the power and fear away from money and putting it back in you and then you can deal with it. And I, I still can't deal with the fact that money's made up. That makes me want to question the economy <laughs> and all sorts. Well, maybe leave that for another episode. But, but it's just, it's... But, it's it provides us with what we need and yeah, there's some wants and stuff on it now that's just the thing that is part of the world it's just that the mechanism is money but if you think about it it didn't used to be so if you're you know you can if your neighbor who has an allotment gives you an awful lot of produce that is money that is not being spent on food it's money but it's not money that's what i mean yeah it's it's so it's, it's a flow how do you okay I'm, I'm liking the flow and i'm liking the feelings but do you have any thoughts around why we why when i say we i mean me but i know again i know i'm not alone in this i know this is a lot of creatives and most of the women i've ever met we mistake or we entangle and we we get them mixed up together um like money and success and self-worth and I think actually those are three different things but do you have any thoughts on either why we do that or how we start to disentangle that and how we start to look at money as money and not necessarily as a reflection of our own self-worth I don't think anyone manages that just because that's shoved into us as, as a thing it's really difficult to untangle Okay, that makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> Thank I you. personally wouldn't be bothering. I would just sort out the, the the issue of, you know, it would just things like, for example, you knew how much money that you needed before your grand moved in. You knew how much it was. Now, to know that, you need to know how much is going in, how much is going out, how much you actually need, what are the wants that you can do without, what are the wants that you really can't because they're emotional wants that, like... It's a bit like emotional support wants, you know. There's the ones we can do without, and they're the ones where emotional health starts and mental health starts to go if they're not there. So I put them mm-hmm. in kind of like emotional health care. Yeah. All of those things. Yeah. If we don't know what those are and are buying things for reasons we don't know, it's not even about how much it is. That's a separate question. It's about is what is being paid for and what is in our lives actually what is working for us? And there's a lot of those. And sometimes that means making very difficult decisions. I live in a microscopic flat that is not much. It's basically like a human-sized hamster cage. It's completely intolerable and totally <laughs> too small. But am I going to go and move into somewhere that is a lot bigger, which is not affordable? A lot of people would because that's the narrative, move, move, move. So it's a conscious mm. decision. And 
you just deal with living in a very, very small flat. Somebody else would have a bigger one in a different place that isn't in the place they wanted to. Plenty of people make that decision all the time. It's just a different, different decision. Some people do genuinely want a very expensive car that they absolutely adore. The issues is when somebody has one and they don't know why they have it. Mm. Who's making the decisions? So I, I believe you do you do mermaid stuff, Carla, with your very large mermaid tail. So what we're really talking about here is putting the mermaid tail on and doing your swimming with the mermaid tail with the money. You can't go around being a mermaid without a big tail and you'll just look like a human. You'll be splashing around. <laughs> with, with it's little not going to work. Yeah, my legs are very sad. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not that you can't swim as a human. It's great, but you're not a mermaid. To be able to get in that flow and work for you. And it's it's you've got to put the tail on. It's figuring out what's what's important to you and yeah. Mm. You said yeah, there's feelings, but there's that's also kind of puts a lot of intentionality to it for me. That feels like where whereas I feel like a lot of the time when dealing with money, it's just like oh, must pay the bills, got to do this. But actually, being intentional about what it is you're you're choosing to spend your money on. makes a big difference to yeah that just it just feels like it's a much more intentional way of looking at that it's a relationship yeah. it's a different relationship mm. with money isn't it i think mm. which is really interesting i and, um... i have a question then just kind of sort of thinking about time as well to just to kind of bring things Ooh. to a bit more of a close but i've just noticed the time um yeah, well. <laughs> but um so how then to our lovely listeners who are who have all the you know dealing with these fears and and um and this this being in this sort of no man's land of of where to go with money how would you kind of uh, what would be your sort of for like some give us some advice about how they can feel a bit more confident i think about about money um decide to embrace the feelings with it Mm. so you can either start paddling and go into little bit by bit again into intentionality so you know it's it can feel very like very cold water some people love jumping into very cold rivers and swimming in them (laughs) uh because they enjoy the shock They, they you know they can handle the contrast other of us take half an hour that would be me so go dipping, yes. <laughs> go whatever speed do you feel comfortable with. If you just want to stand in the river ankle deep and just watch the kingfishers, do that. Whatever the equivalent is. See that you see that that's the thing. What I like about rivers is it's flow, but you know, whatever the equivalent is, it's just to be with the feelings. Yeah. Because pretty much everyone listening to this is gonna be able to do whatever it is, because that's really just about information and there's plenty of free information out there once all that other stuff is processed enough so it's not running the show, mm. basically. And actually, the, the, the word that comes to me from, from that is clarity, is, is feelings and, and getting clarity yeah. on your feelings, and, and that presumably will help you to... Well, I guess that's what you also help with, is, is helping yeah. people find that clarity. But, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Because mm. pretty weird, much everyone it? knows underneath. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely know what you don't want or what you don't need. Yes, that's a very good place to start. um, It's much easier to articulate that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
which is yeah really interesting i i, I feel some journaling coming i never thought i'd do journaling mm. about money but i feel maybe some journaling coming on i like that and and Rosie's given us a, a prompt as well, which is very yes, handy. Yes, I know. So. And, and permission to go. So I, I feel like I should. Am, am I allowed to talk about the brownies? I don't do I the brownies like anymore, no. No, but, but when, when I first met Rosie, um, she was um, her, her amazing thing, other than just being an amazing um, money person, was that she sent all her clients homemade chocolate brownies. <gasps> Um, but she's just given us permission to go and eat nice things while doing the journaling, yeah. and I feel like that is something that everybody listening also needs to take on board. I want, I want to hear all, all about the cake as well as the insights that you've had while doing that. Please, <laughs> lovely, fabulous. Thank you, Rosie. This has been. I'm just, I'm, I'm having like little brain fireworks thinking little, about all you of see these our things. Fireworks. Yeah, it's wonderful. Really Thank you so much. Um, Sorry, that was. I was about to say thank you as well, and then I was like, no, Carla. Uh, yeah, I was. I thought you were going to say something, <laughs> so I waited for you. Then no, just Awkward thank pause. you. I've, I've really enjoyed. Really, enjoyed, I didn't really know where our conversation was going to go, but I am really. I've really enjoyed listening. Thank you for sharing. So you're very yeah. welcome. It's, it's always it's always fun. And if anyone um, does want a challenge, say go off to your one's equivalent of the coffee shop with the or theoretical two three million pounds when it happens, and mm. just start with a plan. You know. How much? What would you want to do? Who would you want to give the money to? How much money are you actually going to need? If it comes in a, a once-in-a-lifetime lump sum, that is it forever. That's it's the a thing. really I mean, good exercise because everything comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm immediately... Because my first thought was, oh, excellent, I could pay off my mortgage. Well, oh, my God, you know, that's nearly a third of it gone already. So... <laughs> Now what do I do? I'm I'm I've only got I've only got two million left. What's going to happen? You know. So. I I feel like I feel I mean I know this is influenced by where I've been today, but I feel like um this this shows the difference between us because your first thing was I will pay off my mortgage. My very first thought was oh, I could go and buy the entirety of the Halloween shit that I saw in TK Maxx today and didn't buy because I don't I shouldn't be spending on random shit. I could just buy all of it. <laughs> It's Which is why you're it's a really good journal, thing right? to do. It's very interesting. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to have to try that exercise. I feel like there's you, Me the, too. It's, that is that is really interesting that you mentioned that contrast there, Carla, as well. Actually, because you know, the, I there is a whole. But I'm I am an impulsive shopper. You know, I've been looking at multiple different like clothing websites recently. Oh, I want to buy this, and I want, and I've been stopping myself because no, I haven't got the pennies at the moment, kind of thing. But so yeah, when thinking about actually realistically thinking about three million I mean I've said dollars obviously in my head but um I did go straight to the sensible because I thought oh well if the mortgage is paid off then that kind of frees me up to be a little less worried about you know paying some of my bills and and that kind of thing I'm, so... I'm now with a tiny bit of shame thinking about all the sensible shit that I should do <laughs> with that money like mortgage sensible car like savings boiler like all the shit that I haven't done to the house because I can't afford to do it that I need to do that, but but that was not my first thought <laughs> you've just identified though the um how much percentage of that money needs to be spent on fun stuff so that's mm. what you brought it's true it is yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Frivolity is important. Absolutely, in life. definitely. I mean, that's, yeah. not to say I'm not going to list out a whole bunch of fun things I want to spend some of that money on too. But mortgage came first. <laughs> definitely. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, 
We that was, it has been. I mean, I, I'm again. I mean, I'm never coherent on these things. I'm surprisingly coherent in real life. Just apparently, when you put a microphone in front of me, not so much. <laughs> but Rosie, is there anything else other than which we'll do in a second, telling us where we can find get more of you in in our lives? Um, is there anything else that you would like to share in part to tell us about that we haven't covered um, in our wonderful meandering chat slash rant slash revolutionary conversation? Not really. But if anyone does do the uh, two three million pounds or adjust to your currency um mm-hmm. yeah send me a message on instagram yeah that would be awesome. awesome fabulous in which case that leads in perfectly tell us where we can find you rosie yeah i'm at the moneyhaven.com and on instagram i'm the moneyhaven perfect nice and easy which is brilliantly all matches which is fantastic i like it yes yes okay. uh, have you got anything special going on at the moment that you wanted to share with our audience at all or doesn't matter if you don't but uh not particularly mentioned. no we're just coming to the end of the vast abundance of apple season which is the equivalent of winning the lottery every year so oh that sounds fabulous i love That's that cool. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, yes. Rosie. It's been yeah. wonderful having you on. It really has. I have learned. I knew I would learn a lot, but I've learned more than I thought I would. So that's that's even. I've better. been scribbling. So, yeah, I've been so scribbling much. notes on my little notepad. I've been here, scribbling, so. not typing. Look at me go. <laughs> we'll yeah, uh, we'll wrap it right. up there then, shall we, Carla? We shall. We shall. Excellent. And I think this is the penultimate episode of this season. So we I will see you guys is. once more for the yes. end of the year. Yes. And uh, and then we will catch up with you. In season seven, I don't know when that's going to be. We'll tell you about that when we figure it out. <laughs> when, we've, when, we, yeah, when we've actually discussed it. <laughs> thank you very Absolutely. much, everyone. So, in the meantime, yeah, let, let, recommend us to your friends. And thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Uh, where can people find us online, Sarah? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>